Welcome to the Digital Dreaming off the Gridiron Podcast. It is a victory Thursday. Merry Clinchmas, everybody. <laughs> the Kings are obviously in the playoffs. I'm hyped. I'm sure many of us all are, are hyped. You no know, 16-year playoff drought, the longest drought in North American sports, is now officially over. Um, now that title goes to the New York Jets um, and also Ramadan Mubarak, everybody. Uh, for those of you who are fast like me, um, you know, I wasn't planning on making a video during Ramadan because, you know, it requires a lot of energy to make these videos. Um, but, you know, hey, you know, whatever. So ultimately, let's talk about the Kings. Um, De'Aaron Fox, you know, obviously had over what, 20 points last night or 18, 20 points. Um, Keegan Murray, 188 threes. He set the rookie three-point record, breaking the previous record set by Dom and Mitchell. I believe 186, uh, 187, um, you know, back in 2017. Um, and then, uh, obviously, uh, you know, Mike Brown, you know, being able to get the Kings their first ever playoff berth in over 16 seasons and his first year as head coach, right? That's pretty remarkable. Monty McNair in his third year as GM, um, president of basketball operations and essentially Malik Monk, NBA six man of the year. You know, there's a lot of good things to see there. Dumontis Sabonis leading the league in double doubles. Um, you know, obviously, you know, the only other center with, uh, with the 500 rebounds and 500 assists, yeah, is Nikola Jokic, who's the most likely, most probable MVP candidate, um, you know, if Embiid doesn't take it this season. So, you know, obviously, you know, the Kings won last night, 120 over 80 over the Portland Trailblazers. You know, they were out Lillard, but, you know, they still have a Matisse, Tybal, and other players. So, you know, I think it was it was really kind of significant of how the Kings really wanted to get that playoff berth secured and not really rely on, you know, losses of other teams. And, you know, if they had done that, they probably would, we would still be waiting another, at least another few days for them to get a playoffs berth because the Clippers and the, both the Suns, both the Clippers and the Suns won last night. So now that we're basically here on a beautiful Thursday morning here in Sacramento, um, you know, obviously, you know, the instant reaction, obviously the aftermath, everyone here is very excited. I haven't actually driven outside yet. I haven't been outside since, um, since, since last night. So I'm going to see, you know, kind of what the atmosphere is like here in SAC. I'm sure it's going to be pretty wild, um, obviously near Golden One Center. And obviously for me, I, I, I live pretty close to Golden One Center. So anyways, you know, I mean, for me personally, you know, I mean, it, I moved to SAC around 2014 and, you know, it's just been a, a phenomenal kind of run, phenomenal transformation to see how the, how far the Kings have developed as, as a franchise, as a team. You know, Mike Brown really has proven he is the guy for this job. Uh, Monty McNair as well has proven he is the, the guy, you know, for the GM position. And, you know, obviously the Kings, you know, and the fans, you know, I mean, I think, you know, Kate Christensen said it best last night, you know, the, the Kings fans were the ultimate winners, you know, she's, she'd been here, you know, she's, she's been here with the Kings for over what, I think seven, 18, 20 years now, right. Since, since their last you know, playoff birth. And, you know, she was, she was emotional. She was choked up crying, you know, Morgan Reagan, right. From the Coza Deuce Mo podcast, you know, she was also, you know, very emotional, but she was more elated rather than, uh, than emotional, like crying. But she did say Deuce was crying when he when he FaceTimed her last night on 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 the post game with Kyle Draper and uh, and uh, Kenny Thomas. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, I I wish I wish they would have recorded that. That would have been great, you know. But ultimately, you know, I mean, the Kings as a franchise, and obviously the Kings fans, myself and many others, right? I mean, this is just a huge moment, you know, a huge milestone for the Kings. Um, I think now, you know, looking ahead. You know, uh, in order to, cl to clinch the Pacific Division, if they just have to win, I believe, Friday night. Um, you know, I'm going to be there Sunday, you know, for my birthday. I did not – I was not able to get my name on the on the Titantron because I not I was not able to, you know, request the seven days in advance. But essentially now looking forward, I think the Kings are in a good position to, uh, you know – and so, yeah. Definitely a great time to be a Kings fan. Um, I'm excited to see where they go in the playoffs. Um, obviously, you know, for many of us who have been waiting for so long, right, like I stated, you know, you had Chris Weber, you had Doug Christie, you know, um, 
you know, you had a, and who was also on the Kings coaching staff, right? You had Mike Bibby, you had Vladi Divac, you had Bobby Jackson, you had Scott Pollard, you had all the different, you know, kind of, uh, you know, playmakers, you know, from the greatest show on court days, you know, and um, Rick Adelman, Mike, uh, Mike Brown, you know, it's very similar actually, because, you know, Rick Adelman, you know, he came into a franchise which had not made the playoffs, I believe in nine seasons from 87, 96. Um, I think ESPN, uh, ESPN report 83 to 98. Um, so I don't know. I mean, maybe it's 83, 98. So it was 15 years. And then they went on eight, eight straight, eight consecutive playoff runs under Rick Adelman. Right. And of those eight, you know, they made one of those were, were the West Coms finals against the, uh, eventual NBA three P champions, Los Angeles Lakers. And, uh, you know, one of the greatest Western Conference finals of all time, which went to seven games, um, you know, was produced as a result of that run. You know, I'm not saying this Kings team can make it out of the first round or, you know, I can't, I mean, I, I would hope to say that, you know, they can make it out of the first round. And like I predicted with Jim Rome, right. You know, 50 plus wins and a first round win, uh, first round, uh, you know, uh, win a playoff series. But, you know, I mean, I'm excited to see kind of, you know, where they can take this, you know, there's a lot of momentum right now with this team. And obviously the energy around Sacramento is really great. Um, you know, I think that the Kings being such a young team, right. I think when the youngest teams in the league, not the youngest, um, you know, it bodes well for them to kind of get some experience working, you know, in the playoffs. And I think ultimately, you know, um, we'll see kind of how it all shapes out in terms of kind of how well that they, how well they adjust the playoff basketball, right. I think, um, you know, the last couple of games, you know, have shown kind of, they have given the Kings a taste of what they're going to have to expect coming in the postseason, right. Obviously against the T-Wolves and the Jazz, <laughs> two back-to-back losses, um, you know, the T-Wolves are obviously a hot team right now. They've won their last three or four straight uh, road games, um, you know, and then, you know, they're basically gunning, you know, and I'm hoping the Kings don't see them in the first round. I'm hoping that we see the Warriors instead, not Warriors, but maybe Warriors are more favorable, but Warriors or Clippers, I think Clippers would be the most favorable matchup for the Kings in the first round. Um, you know, I, I don't agree with Brian Windhorst, you know, the whole, you know, the defensive, the weakness, all that stuff. I, I don't agree with any of that. I think the Kings are definitely a team that, you know, can gel and they play, they play great defense at the right time, you know, to win the game. Um, you know, it may not be overall defensive. It may not be reflected in the overall defensive rating. It may not be the most flashiest defense, you know, for all four quarters. But like Darren Fox leads the league in clutch points in the fourth, right? And he leads the league in fourth quarter scoring. You know, the Kings get the job done when the job needs to get done. Um, and I think that's one of the most hallmark kind of, uh, I think the, the one of the most hallmark kind of uh, characteristics of this team. Um so, yeah, ultimately, you know, I think, uh, you know, um, this is going to be a short, sweet episode. Um, you know, I think, you know, Sacramento has, you know, been, you know, I, I lived in Sacramento, like I said, for over nine years. I moved there, you know, back in 2014 before the new, before Arco was decommissioned and they basically, you know, put together the new Kings Arena sleep train. And, um, you know, essentially now, you know, I mean, you see how far they've come, you know, over the past nine years, um, you know, eight years, I guess you could say, because, you know, the last season in Arco was the 2015 season. Uh, and obviously then they moved to, to, um, goal to one, um, you know, uh, so we'll see how it all shapes out, but I do think the Kings, there's, uh, there's a lot to be, uh, to be excited for, right. Um, kind of heading this postseason, you saw all the fans last night outside goal to one celebrating. Um, yeah, it's a great time. <laughs> so, you know, I think, um, you know, I hope that they, you know, continue this momentum, you know, they play the trailblazers again in a few days and then they also, I think tomorrow, and then they come back home and I'll be there for that game. I wasn't able to get my name on that billboard again, cause I wasn't able to, uh, you know, call them in advance. So it was kind of a whim perch, a, a whimsical purchase, just, you know, purchase on the whim. So, you know, obviously next time I'll have to plan <laughs> better, but I'm excited to go for my birthday. Um, there might be a video outside of this one on my birthday. Uh, but you know, we'll see how it, we'll see how it shapes out, um, you know, for the Kings, um, 
you know, I think in, in closing thoughts, you know, I think Mike Brown's coach of the year, uh, De'Aaron Fox and Deont Demont Domas Abonis are going to be all NBA team members. Um, Keegan Murray is going to be a strong, if not the favorite for rookie of the year. And uh, Malik Monk's going to be sixth man of the year. So hopefully this team can also, you know, continue. Um, you know, if they if they do end up winning most, if not all the accolades I just listed, hopefully they can keep up that momentum in the playoffs and actually prove why, you know, these the the accolades were were great were given. So, anyways, yeah, I think um, yeah. So we'll see. Um, you know, uh, I'm excited for this team. It's a history, right? Historic time. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thank you all for tuning in to this short but sweet episode. Um, Ronda and Bark to anyone who's fast like me. And uh, don't forget, everyone, like the beam.